The CJ Radio Show continues now on 880 The Biz. Here are your hosts, Johnny Irish. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. And Corey Morgan. Don't act like you're not impressed. Corey. Yes, Johnny. I know we're here. We're by the airport. We're in these fancy studios. But are you ready to have a good time? I'm ready. Are you are you sure you're ready to have a good time? I just want to make sure the air quality is good in here. I have I have a young fellow, a young fellow from the northeast named Tony, and hopefully I get this right, Abate. Okay. Who Tony runs the air control? At most of the major airports, and your favorite, the Lakers at the Staples Center. All right, Tony, are you on the phone with us? Yes, I am. Uh, uh, first of all, John, uh, young fellow, thank you for the introduction. Um, I don't know if it's well deserved, but I'll take it. Uh, Corey, thank you for having me, <laughs> and uh, I uh, hope to uh, add my infectious personality to tonight's discussion. You know, it's funny you use the word infectious during our <laughs> coronavirus show. Well, I, I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself. I need a little yeah. bipolar ionization yeah. in this Pun room. intended, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly right, exactly right. And by the way, this is the good bipolar that we're going to talk about. All right. Now, Tony, you and I were on the phone the other day, so I have a, a few notes here. But Corey and I really didn't get too deep into it. Um, the technology that um, Atmos Air Incorporated is using, you got from Scandinavia. Is that correct? Yeah, actually, it's a, it's a very interesting story, and it goes back a long way. Uh, this technology has its roots in collaborations between uh, a famous guy named Albert Einstein mm. and a really? mathematician. Is that the guy who invented the light bulb? <laughs> <laughs> no, but he probably figured out why it worked. But yeah, exactly, uh, and uh, and and another fellow by the name of Conrad Habich. Um And a little interesting side story: they had this little group that they called the Olympic Academy. They got together once a week. They theorized about whatever they were theorizing about air, energy, all matter of things. And then they got uh, dropped dead drunk and uh, passed out. Oh, kind of like Corey last night. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't me, my friend. I was in bed at 9.30. (laughs) So anyway, now you're in the air quality business. Yes. All right. So how how does it work besides, uh, you know, one thing you and I had talked about earlier this week is uh, kind of very similar to water filtration, but with air just floating around that no one sees and no one notices. Well, uh, I think one of the most interesting uh, things is, you know, this coronavirus uh, epidemic, pandemic epidemics, uh, as they as they are, are like Mother Nature's way of telling us that that air around us is not really invisible and clear as it seems. But there's things in the air that can affect you and that can make you sick. Um, so what uh, we do is apply a technology that uses active air purification. Um, Most air purification systems are filtration type systems. 
they're passive. They, you bring air to the device, device strains the air, absorbs some of it, uh, maybe has a reactive process in the device, and then it exhausts out cleaner air to dilute the space with cleaner air. Active air purification, the bipolar ion process, takes a different approach in that the ions go out into the space and they saturate that space wherever conditioned air goes and they attack these contaminants. Um, it's really a natural process. Uh, ions are not something we invented. They're something that exists in nature. Um, if you were in an area like high up in the, in the mountains, let's say you're in the Swiss Alps, for instance, ions are very plentiful and these things could be measured. Um, but as we go into more populated environments, we go into our cities, we go into our indoor spaces and our homes and office buildings, man-made pollution and emissions has depleted the natural supply of ions. So the electronic process that we, uh, that we use is simply restoring that air to that proper balance, and the air ions are really nature's air cleaning system that go ahead and really can address these contaminants actively at their source, not passively trying to bring them back to the device. Let me ask you a quick question. Um, how hard is it to create this ion, this energized ion that you're speaking of? Well, it um, takes a lot of engineering and a lot of design to do it correctly. And these are you know, things that we've worked on for many, many, many years. Uh, we have several patents around our technology to really produce air ions that are effective, that can get to target, that can persist, and that can result in measurable air cleaning. And things that can you know, show the benefits in reducing dust and spores and particulates, reducing gaseous contaminants, volatile organic compounds, things like formaldehydes and ammonias and things that can irritate people. But then things that can make you ill, you know, the bacterias and the viruses and the microorganisms that exist. And, and of course, a great topic of conversation right now uh, that, uh, that can be affected and can be neutralized by bipolar air ions. So your system hooks up directly to like an existing HVAC system or like an air conditioning unit, uh, or does your technology adapt to an existing one? Well, it's one of the nice things about our technology. It does adapt to existing air systems. So we have our systems basically, they adapt to your air system. And what we do is we size up the capacity of our systems to create the correct ion intensity. So that way the Air system has a, an engineered airflow to fill the space with, with conditioned air. We saturate that air with air ions, and we really let the ions go to work and, and do what uh, nature intended them to do. So, like, you know, I was reading one of your case studies, you know, like for LAX, you know. Um, so explain how you go from situation, implementation, and then results. Okay. Well, the situation part was really the... Uh, uh, the engineers that designed the mechanical systems for LAX, working with the Los Angeles World Airports, had uh, looked at indoor air quality as being a, a, something that they needed to consider. Why? Well, airports are really a, a, a really diverse uh, city within a city. There's restaurants, there's shopping, there's lots of people, there's all kinds of, of activities going on. And really, modern airports have become more of a destination than a, a leg of a journey. Uh, their airports are really people spending more time in the airport. So 
the fact that they're spending more time in the airport, the airport wants to foster an environment that's more healthy, well-being, and something that has no distractions that would dissuade people from being there. So when those, the engineers looked at that, they looked at this active technology and seeing that it could really affect vast areas of, 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 of air in the space rather than limited areas like a passive system might be able to address. So then once it's designed, implementation is the, the design engineer specifies it, the MEPs and mechanical contractors that are doing the mechanical work uh, supply it, and then the results have been, uh, you know, in the fact that, you know, ion levels throughout the airport are, are, are increased uh, many times over to what you would find in that kind of mountain range environment. And the fact that, uh, uh, you know, odors, complaints, things that are very common in lots of airports uh, are not happening at LAX. And, uh, you know, Los Angeles Royal Airports uh, have been uh, implementing and putting our systems in throughout terminals and concourses and every everywhere they they touch your mechanical system now are you able to just to run in and and you know quickly switch things out or do you wait for them you know because lax is always updating their terminals do you wait for them to like remodel a part and then you add it or is it something that can be added pretty quickly and efficiently really we work uh, a combination of both ways so we uh, do a lot of work because we're designed and specified by the engineers and it would be part of the mechanical uh, package but we do lots of retrofits, too, because our system, again, is, is not difficult to engineer to the air system. It kind of you know, adapts to the air system, and the air system doesn't need to adapt to it. So we do a combination of both those things. Obviously, the results speak for themselves. So I know you've, you've over how many airports are you in these days? Um, let's see. On the top of my head, we have LAX, naturally. We're in Anchorage. We're in LaGuardia. We are in Tokyo, Narita. We're in Chicago, O'Hare. Uh, we're in Charlotte Airport. Um, I know I'm forgetting a few, uh, thanks to my 58-year-old brain, but uh, <laughs> there, there are some others as well. A little bit locally, like they just updated the Hard Rock Casino. You know, that crazy, they just built a crazy cool guitar. Um, you, mm -hmm. you guys did work on that, correct? Yes, actually. We do a large amount of work for uh, casinos and in particular for the, the Seminoles. Um, casinos, smoking casinos, obviously have inert uh, air quality problems. So we have uh, literally thousands of systems throughout the Hard Rock casinos in in, in uh, Hollywood and in Tampa and all throughout Florida. And then we do many casinos all throughout the country and, and other parts of the world just because of the you know, need to improve the air quality and, and basically the client experience. Um, and, you know, I have, I, I don't have anything like, you know, hooked up to my air conditioning, but um, I have one of those molecules that uses photoelectrochemical oxidation. What's the mm -hmm. difference? What's the difference between the two? Because that like kills ions and does kind of the same thing or what's the difference? Well, PCO, uh, which is that the, 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 what the molecule's active ingredient is, is a, is a form of ultraviolet light or UV that uses a catalyst to form a, uh, an element called a hydroxyl. And it has somewhat of a sanitizing, sterilizing effect. But the problem is hydroxyls have an extremely limited lifespan. You can't really project them out into a large space. Mm. So a thing like a molecule or any device that works on that principle can only affect a small amount of air or some air within the device. Oh, okay. Um, our, our biggest uh, you know, difference is our active ability to really saturate large, large spaces, which is why we can, you know, do airports in the Staples Center, and uh, we do the entire U.S. Bank Stadium 
uh, because the active ions can really saturate the space and really clean all the air with that space. Do you guys do residential or just um, large-scale corporate? Well, that's, again, I think one of the nice parts about the, the way the technology was designed uh, is that we do residential, we do very small systems, we uh, do many hotel rooms for the Hilton and, and others, uh, residences, and then, again, we can scale it up to you know, large arenas if, if, uh, if we need to. It's pretty amazing what you're talking about. It really is, and and you know I think the it's really a I think a thing whose you know time has really come um, awareness of, of air quality is is become uh, very uh, very evident, especially in the last few years. I think it's not going to be very long before uh, the the uh, cost and uh, and availability of air sensors to measure air quality are going to become so commonplace that people are going to wear them and they're going to look at their air quality all day long. So the fact uh, is that companies and, and, and any place really needs to get out in front of this and address that air quality and address the health and wellness of their spaces. Any company's most important product is its people, and investing back in those people is something that's very meaningful. Now, I have a question for you, which kind of brings us back to our topic for this evening. Um, when we deal with like a SARS virus or we deal with like um, COVID-19, you know, the corona COVID-19 virus that is obviously saturating the news and certain provinces in China as we speak. How does your technology, uh, and we know if someone touches something, that's a different story, but just air quality, how does the energized ions attack that That when someone coughs, um, mm-hmm. that the ions immediately kill that cough in the air? Well, what, uh, what, what can happen that uh, can be affected by, again, our, our ions, our active air purification, are really two things. You have the air and you have surfaces. So people can spread this uh, kind of illness by someone touches a surface, you touch that same surface, you bring your hands to your face, and now you're infected. Well, if the virus is lying on a surface, when the ions go out into the space, they're attracted to the contaminant. So they find that surface, they interact with it. What do they do? Well, if you've kind of seen these little graphics of the virus, it kind of looks like a little spiky ball. Mm-hmm. Um, well, those spikes are a protein shell that's protecting that cell, that's protecting that virus. The ion disrupts that protein layer. It actually strips a hydrogen uh, uh, molecule out of it. When it does that, the um, virus loses its ability to, number one, reproduce, but then it loses its ability to infect even if you ingest it. So that would be a, a surface effect. But also, let's talk about the air. Well, I'm sick and I cough, I sneeze, I expel out to the air, and these microscopic droplets come out of my mouth. And you can actually, I've seen graphics where it can kind of show that. Those things can travel hundreds of yards because they're so small and they have, they're so light that they can stay suspended in the air for a long period of time until you have the unfortunate uh, um, occurrence to breathe it in and infect yourself. When, when you mentioned that it takes the hydrogen out of that molecule, um, you know, the protein Hydroxyl. shell, um, is that kind of like dehydrating it? 
In a sense, yes, exactly right. And then, you know, just not to change the subject from bacteria viruses. No, Corey, change the subject. You're, you're <laughs> no, but I'm just wondering how, how, how does it work to reduce the, like, particulate matters? Like, you know what, I guess nicotine, I guess, like in the casinos? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, actually in the casinos, I mean, we have really two things that it's uh, fighting uh, effectively against. One are particles. So, like, when you smoke, you let uh, a particle go. And uh, particles, what ions do is they cause an agglomeration effect. They cause, because again, we produce ions that are both negatively and positively charged in very balanced quantities, and that's an important factor in ionization to make it truly effective to clean air. The ions cause particles to want to become attracted to particles. It's called agglomeration. They glom together. They get bigger. They get heavier. One of two things is going to happen. One is that a lot of particulate comes from the ground up. Mm-hmm. And if it's small and light enough, it could stay in that seven to, uh, uh, you know, five to seven foot breathing zone and swirl indefinitely until you, again, can breathe it in. Well, if we could take that particle and drop it back down to the floor much more rapidly than ordinarily would, now it's away from where you breathe. Second part, source of particles can be things that get entrained in from the air system. So the air goes through your air system. The filter is only rated to catch a certain size particle. Mm-hmm. So it flips through and it gets into the air. When we agglomerate that particle and it gets bigger and it gets heavier and it gains mass, now when it comes through that second trip, the filter has a much better chance to grab it. So it becomes more efficient and it takes that particle out of the air. Very and especially those very small, fine particles, because those are really the ones that are, are disruptive. They're the mm-hmm. ones that get to your lungs and cause respiratory distress. Now, Tony, I had to ask you this just the other day, but I think the audience definitely wants to know, how do you get involved in a business like this? I mean, when do you wake up in the morning and say, you know what, I'm going to clean the air for the rest of my life? Like, how did that come well, about? It's, 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 a, like, uh, it's an interesting story. Um, uh, I and the CEO of our company, Steve Levine, have a 30-year relationship. And uh, we were in the electronic security business for many years. Alarm systems, we actually ran the uh, 40th largest uh, uh, security company in in the U.S. Uh, After that successful run, uh, we started looking at what was the next, you know, growth opportunity. Where should we go? And we looked at three things, air, energy, and water. Well, water has kind of been, you know, addressed already. I mean, people drink bottled water. I don't know how many people drink tap water any longer or water that's not filtered. Um, Energy had been addressed with the many uh, energy-saving methods that we're taking and how we're taking looking at our energy. But we looked at air as being something that was really not addressed and had a lot of potential. So we kind of pointed towards that, and I kind of said, I'm going to reinvent myself. I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to learn everything about indoor air quality. I'm going to learn how to test the air, be an IQ professional, which I did. And then we started a company doing air quality testing, going out and going to your building and telling you what was in your air and what you could do about it. Well, uh, naturally, in the course of going to test someone's air, especially if they didn't have a problem, they said, well, if I don't know about it, it doesn't exist. And what are you going to do about it if you find the problem? And that's where we kind of came to this technology because the solutions were sometimes very difficult and very evasive to a building and and costly. So we found this technology that was very comprehensive, very adaptable, and very flexible. We kind of, I I kind of went back to my electronics background for being the electronic security business 
and my air quality background, I kind of put them together and uh, started you know, running the operations of the company. Now, are you guys running manufacturing in China or in the States? We do our manufacturing in States. Okay. Now, does that happen in the Northeast or is it spread out? And if, if you don't mind answering the question, if it's too personal, that's fine. No, not at all. We, we're spread out. We have some manufacturing in, in, in the Northeast. We have some manufacturing actually out in uh, Tempe, Arizona, where we have manufacturing and a large R&D facility. Oh, very good. Very good. And how many employees do you guys have, if you don't mind uh, answering? Not at all. We uh, have 26 currently. And, uh, you know, one interesting aspect of our company is we have an office in Shanghai, China. Yeah, you mentioned that the other day. Yeah, it was <laughs> one of the reasons we're on the phone today. Now, are you guys affected by the coronavirus or just everything is kind of status quo right now because you're in a major city? I mean, right now, of course, that the, the Chinese New Year, which has been extended, it was normally would have ended on uh, on Monday. And now it's been extended to this coming Monday uh, at, at current. And they may extend that out again. Um, things have been kind of a little bit, you know in limbo because, you know, nobody's really you know, working and nobody's really addressing uh, business. But I will tell you that we have a tremendous amount of inquiries. And as soon as like uh, the, uh, the, uh, the things get back to, you know, to, uh, to, to uh, business, um, we are going to get a tremendous demand for our product in China because it's uh, just screaming for, you know, what we can provide. You guys over the past couple of weeks are building up a backlog. We absolutely are. We absolutely are. And, and you know, I, I heard you know, Dr. Prime's comments about the suppliers, and I know Chinese components are very common, and we've been very actively looking at our sources and our suppliers and where we can outsource uh, parts from different parts of the world, a lot of good manufacturing in, in, in Korea and Vietnam and in India and, of course, in the U.S., just so we could be sure that our supply chain doesn't get affected. How hard is it to make your product? Um, is it really a manufacturing thing where, you know what, stand on the line and put it together? Or really you need an engineering background to touch any aspect of it? Really, what uh, the, as far as making the product is concerned, it is an assembly process. What really took a, a, a lot of, lot of uh, engineering was designing the product the way it is so it could perform the way it does and it could adapt as easily as it does and you know that's that's where a lot of work and you know we have a lot of good people and a lot of a lot of engineers that are a lot smarter than i am that kind of went into you know, putting this product together all right let me ask you a question so um you know once you tell me i can get a discount on this and i <laughs> especially with the backlog tony tony I, wanna, <laughs> I didn't get a discount what are you giving tony i want to get it on here? i, I want to put it in my unit okay and i have a condo um i live in brickle in the condo walk me through the process who do i call what do i do how long does it take depending on where you are we have lots of resellers all throughout different parts of the country now, they may commonly residentially be your HVAC company, the people who do your air conditioning, or an air conditioning company that's in your area. So uh, first step would be finding a, a dealer of our product. Now, there are some areas of the country where we don't have a dealer. What we would do then is we could contract with uh, you individually. We can align ourselves with a contractor to get the product installed. Um, not to interrupt, but can we just buy it right off the Internet? Uh, no, we don't sell it off the internet. So we we would have to talk to us uh, either directly or through one of our resellers, only because the product has to be sized and has to be, you know, uh, 
designed for your, you know, your home, your air conditioning system, and your circumstance. What okay. website would I go to to find uh, to find you guys and order from you, or from one of your um, dealers? Our website is uh, www.atmosair, A-T-M-O-S-A-I-R.com, or uh, we have a, an 888 number, 888-MY-AIR-11. My Air 11. And I is like there, that. Is there enough product out there currently for like residential where I could just call up, they would have it, they could come and install it, or is there a backlog? Or um, We have product in stock, and so it is no, uh, no extended backlog at all. I have a question, and I hope I'm not stepping too far into the pond here. Um, what would be the price point for a residential condo? Um, yeah, depending on how many air handlers you have, you know, it's something that's uh, would range. It's would be under two thousand dollars for a whole house system. You know, probably somewhere again, depending on what the the reseller charges from you know fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars. Again. Every circumstance is different. The size of your air system, how many air handles you have, that all goes into all, all goes into into play in how we can forward and design a system. And, and how- those, not to interrupt. Now, those um, for let's say a residential condo, that is basically without changing a filter or adjusting anything, is a two-year mark. Am I correct, or would a condo be three or four years? No, it, with our product, as far as maintenance is concerned, it's uh, every two years, and uh, the two-year replacement is that ion tube, which is that thing that kind of looks like a missile, and so we uh, need to replace it every two years just to be sure that it's performing optimally, and it, you know, it's getting the ions that we need to be produced out into your space. Now, Tony, we have to run to break, and I hate to cut you off. It's been a great conversation and an absolute pleasure to meet you this week, but before we go... Tell us where our listeners can find you on the internet, your 1-800 number, and your name one more time. Sure. Uh, again, my name is Tony Abadi. Our website is uh, www.atmosair, A-T-M-O-S-A-I-R.com. Our toll-free number is 888-MY-AIR-11. And please, if you call, ask for me. I'd be glad to talk to you. I love talking about air quality, and I love being able to help people with uh, improving their indoor air quality. Tony, we can't All thank right. you enough thank for joining you so much, us. Tony. Oh, thank you, gentlemen. It was my pleasure, and uh, I, uh, I uh, enjoyed being on the show. Hopefully, right. this won't be your last time. We, will speak uh, soon, we love I'm to sure. breathe air, Corey and I. So, uh, <laughs> hopefully, you'll I come back and teach breathe. us how to do it correctly. All right, Tony. Thank you much. Be my pleasure, gentlemen. All right, big guy. Bye bye. The Biz, South Florida's exclusive home for Bloomberg Radio. Hi, everybody. It's Johnny Irish, your host with your social good moment. I wanted to send out a quick reminder regarding dress for Success Miami. This is an amazingly powerful charity that really puts puts our city back to work. And they do that by providing training, providing education, and most importantly, providing the wardrobe needed for people to go on job interviews. So if you've been fit and friendly all year, what I'd like you to do, go through your closets. If you have extra professional clothes that you're not wearing anymore that don't fit, drop them off at Dress for Success Miami. You can contact me at any time for further details or go to dfsmiami.org. Again, that's dfsmiami.org.
Want the latest in news, traffic, contests, and more? Stay with 880 The Biz, wherever you go, with the leading voices shaping the conversation around world markets. 880 The Biz, where money talks.